0: You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress.
1: Tonight is a a special installment of Growth University and one that I'm looking forward to, and I know that... uh, hopefully, you are looking forward to as well. We are going to talk about the holidays, and we're calling this Happy Holidays. And you can put the slide up there uh, for us. It's spelled D-A-Z-E, holidays. And I think this, this term is not Uh, one that I coined. I believe that I first heard this from Bishop Norman Pasley II. He did a series on this. Um, But how many know that the holidays are a little bit crazy? And has anybody ever gotten into uh, um, a discussion during the holidays of argument with people in your life that you're supposed to be close to just because it's the holidays? (laughs) supposed to be a happy time a joyous time but it also becomes a very intense time for us for many reasons of course it's a beautiful time to celebrate different things and it kind of thanksgiving kicks off that idea but christmas we acknowledge christ in the middle of christmas but We also know that it means a few other things as well. And uh, that includes the gift-giving idea and spending time with relatives, whether that's because you want to or the obligatory (laughs) spending of time with certain relatives and all that that means for each of us. And no doubt many of you have some good stories you could share. But tonight I thought our executive uh, team, this is our executive pastor team, that that we could have a conversation with them uh, to talk through some times in their lives and maybe just some experiences they've had during the holidays and hopefully share some things that might encourage you, might help you as you navigate uh, the holidays. And, and it is a, a wonderful time of year. It is one that I enjoy and if my... Wife and daughters were in charge of everything in our lives. We would start playing Christmas music about August, mm. August 15th, uh, and, but we don't, we don't. We, we hold off until we actually begin our Christmas music on November 2nd. That's right. So November 2nd is the date in which Christmas music is allowed to be played, and that's because Audrey's birthday is November 1st. So we want to celebrate Audrey's birthday, and then the next day, it's Christmas on. Amen. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to talk through uh, just the holidays, and, and so if you don't know, this is Kristen Ellis. This is my wife and pastor at the Calvary Church. This is Diana Reed, associate pastor here at the Calvary Church, and Anthony Henson, associate pastor at the Calvary Church. Would you welcome them to yeah. Growth University tonight? So I'm going to go through some different, different questions uh, for them. We'll, we'll spread out the love uh, a little bit. But uh, we're going to start with Diana Reed. And what are some of your earliest memories of holidays as a child? What can you remember?
2: Um, my dad and mom went all out for Christmas. It was a big deal. And my dad even had sleigh bells And on Christmas Eve, he would get up on the roof and ring the bells. Mm, Oh, yes. Nice. Oh, we were very convinced that (laughs) Santa and the reindeer had landed on the roof, and it was all ready to happen. So my parents really went way out for Christmas. And we also had this tradition, which I'm sure people would find hard to believe now, but we did not have a Christmas tree up until Christmas Eve when my sister and I were really young, we went to bed on Christmas Eve without a tree up. No tree. And after we went to bed, my parents would put up the tree. They must have stayed up all night. Yeah. And then when you woke up on Christmas morning, you came down to the tree and the presents and the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it was impressive as a parent. Now I think how I could never do that. (laughs) But that's what they did, and um, they even, they used to put what they call angel hair on a Christmas tree. Those of you who have little gray hair, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's actually, I think, fiberglass. After you got the tree up, then you would spread it, but it would, um, it would sparkle like snow and everything. Yeah. So anyway, that was some of my earliest memories as for Christmas. It was very special in our house. Yeah.
1: Anthony, what did you enjoy most about the holidays
3: as a child? Always difficult going after. Always. Just want to say that. Um, When I think back on the holidays, the one thing I enjoyed the most would have been, like, knowing all my cousins were coming. And it might surprise you, but I had, like, all the sports lined up. Like, I had everything ready. I had cones out in the backyard. And I had, like, we were going to play football. And, like, I was dragging my dad, my uncles, like... I was, org- I was pushing everybody out there, like, as soon as we got done eating, you know, and they're all wanting to relax, and nothing's changed.
1: I was <laughs> and I was, like, trying
3: to get a game organized, and then and then for Christmas, if it snowed, I had the sleds ready to go. Like, we were, we were going to be outside. I was calling my aunt and uncle's house, making sure everybody was bringing snow gear. Like, we were not staying inside. So that was, like, when I look back, that was probably... That was the most fun for me, like, on the holidays, was just having multiple, just a lot of people to play games and everything. Yeah, things, so. for sure.
1: And for those of you who know our beloved Bishop Norman Pasley II, you knew that he loved the holidays.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so that's a real fond memory for me to spend holidays with him. But I also know that he was crazy. And fun during the holidays. And are there any memories that stand out to you as a child uh, with with your dad?
4: Well, of course. Um, so my dad had like 30 Christmas ties. And so he would say, Chris, the countdown has begun. And so that meant that whatever it was, November 25th or whatever, he would wear a Christmas tie, you know, leading up to Christmas, um, I think about how we would be in a store and he would joy to the world, just yes. randomly like, Oh my God, you know, but after a while you get used to that kind of behavior. But the one memory that I cannot, I cannot get away from, I don't want to tell this story cause it's embarrassing, but I have to. So we, um, for those of you who did not know my dad, my dad loved to kind of dance on the line of what was socially acceptable to say or do. Um, sometimes he stomped all over the line as he crossed it. And this is one of those situations, but you know, Christmas brings out the kid and the crazy in you, whether that be good or bad. And so my mom's friend was visiting us, um, Wanda Nevels, if you know who she is. She's um, a wonderful, um, just very hospitable person. And so we felt very honored that Wanda would come and visit us. She's one of my mom's dearest friends. Um, and my dad was a little crazy for Wanda and her personality. And, but he would get a kick out of pushing you a little bit out of your comfort zone when he was with you. And so Um, we had decided that we were gonna get in the van and look around our neighborhood at the Christmas lights. And we were listening to a Michael W. Smith album. Um, and this particular song was, (laughs) Christmas song was in Latin. Okay. This is important for you to understand, okay? And so this is one of my most vivid Christmas memories of my dad. So we're looking at the lights. We're excited. I think it had snowed, and Wanda is from Florida, so that was wonderful for her. And this song comes on, and the Latin, I'm going to butcher a little bit, was Luce Fanties. okay? Luce Fanties. My dad... Rolls down the window in our neighborhood and sings as loud as he can loose panties, loose panties, to which my mother, the brunette, is horrified. We are giggling, and Juan is not sure like, "Is this okay? Like you pastor, right? but it's to me just a great example of how any restraint that he had was gone at Christmas time and it was beautiful. So, yeah. So there it is, a racy
1: NRP2 story. That's right. (laughs) Any unusual or awkward moments that you can remember uh, as a child or growing up?
2: Um, I had a tragedy on Christmas one time. (laughs) No, it was true. (laughs) It was a tragedy. In the house where we lived, the... The furnace was in the floor. I'm not sure why, but this is an old house, and it had a grate on the floor. And we, my dad, my mom, were always, you know, don't take your shoes off. You know, don't step on that grate. Well, on Christmas Day, I had my shoes off, mm. and the furnace was on, and I stepped directly on. Yeah, mm. it was bad. It was a. Uh, on Christmas,
1: I did. You burnt your so you burnt your feet.
2: Yes, on Christmas. Asked me an awkward that, that, moment. That yeah. was very awkward. Wow. Yeah, but I survived and I learned a lesson. Yeah. Yes. You did quickly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, Anthony, are there any were there any holiday traditions that the Henson family had or the
3: No, we didn't I mean we didn't really do traditions. Can I play off of the awkward? Yeah. I mean, many of you knew my mom and she was always so excited to give gifts, but there were, it, it didn't matter. For birthday, anytime she was giving gifts, and, and more than one, it, it was just guaranteed. And even as I started to open gifts, I had two piles going. What? I know. I know in some ways everybody's going, that's wrong. I, I had a keep pile, and it was a give back to mom pile. <laughs> and, and at first it wasn't like that, but I had to develop two piles because... If you just, you know, just driving in the car and you look at something or like a billboard. Oh, that's cool. You would be opening up a sweatshirt with that like logo on it. And you're like, oh, it wasn't that cool. Like I just was making the comment like that looks really neat. And like she was just known for that. And like one time even like she ran with this whole idea and she was so excited. Anything she found in it. And I'm opening up pencils, magnets shirts, plates. And I'm like, I don't, what do I need? Plates and napkins. Like I was like, it was like out of control. And I was like, this is crazy. And you know, so then at, you know, Christmas, and then she was always very sensitive to like, if you didn't get that reaction and that, mm. so here was the ending of the awkwardness. I would, I would remember, especially on 1281 Joan Drive, she would walk down that hall. As soon as she came come in and I'm like setting all the stuff on my bed, she's like, did you have a good Christmas and did you like everything and I was like well, like <laughs> I just couldn't lie I was just like oh well oh. and she's like it's okay I'll take it back and when you took it back it didn't mean you were getting other gifts That's right so it was yeah. like a difficult balance <laughs> like what should I do right now is there any use I have for this because I'm losing a gift I'm losing it like I don't I don't get, like, something else. I don't get money instead. And then, I kid you not, if I'm lying, I'm frying, and I know where I'm at right now, I, I would see it re-gifted. Oh. Mm. And I'm like, what else to say, but well done. <laughs> well done, Mom. Good job. You saved money. You've re-gifted this. And as Leah's walking in, I mean, there was one year, and I promise, this last awkward story. One year, we were all like, uh, what are we all supposed to do with this? She bought us all, like, those... Incense, like that smell good incense, you know? And we're like, oh, we're not really into this, whatever. Leah can do this. The next Christmas, we all reopened them again, and we all, like, kind of turned and looked at her, and she's like, you're going to like them. And we're like, it wasn't that she forgot. She was bound and determined to give us all this gift. And I was like, oh, we're not going to win this. We're not going to win this. So every Christmas, we were all waiting for that gift, like, what did I say this year? <laughs> so That's classic.
1: Well, how did holidays change for you when you became an adult? Kristen, we'll start with you.
4: Well, define what an adult That's is. That's a good
1: question. Um, I think when you're, let's, let's go, you're, gra- you're graduating high school. Like As you're kind of moving into your older teen years and out of high school, Mm-hmm. How did it begin to change?
4: Well, I would say just the responsibility I felt to continue to be a part of what was happening with my family, to, you know, maintain those traditions if I could be there, to be there. I think I, I fe- began to feel a sense of responsibility for just the Christmas experience and my part in it. I think the biggest change happened for me when I had kids and I no longer cared about what I got or, or what Christmas was for me. But to me, it was just a total turn. Everything became about them and what they were experiencing and really enjoying it from a whole new
1: perspective. So yeah, I haven't got there yet, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah,
4: <laughs> you should. It's good here. <clears throat> yeah. Join us.
1: So what about what about you, Sister Reed? You... Do you remember that transition?
2: No. (laughs) She still wants gifts if you're wondering. I don't know. I guess it's the same as you, you know, just it it was a moment to wake up and realize this isn't about me anymore, you know. Um, But I mean, I've always just loved the holidays and being a part of whatever was going on. So, you know, it does shift when you have a family or kids or whatever. I think though, You know, once you get married, then you go into the whole thing of where are we spending Christmas and how are we doing that? And that's very challenging uh, to navigate all that. Um, One year after Alyssa was born, we were very determined to spend Christmas Eve with my husband's family and Christmas Day with my mom and dad and our family. And we lived in two different states Michigan and Delaware. So we spent Christmas Eve morning in Michigan with my husband's family, and we flew, got on a plane, and flew to Philadelphia on Christmas Eve night so we could be Christmas Eve morning in Delaware. This is a lot of stress, but families go through a lot of crazy like this. But we flew all the way to Philadelphia, and Philadelphia was socked in by fog, and they wouldn't let us land. So they flew us all the way back to Detroit on Christmas Eve. By this time, I am in a full cry. I, Alyssa was beyond tired. And we, and they wouldn't put us up in a hotel because we were back in the city that we came from. Mm. So we had to find a way to get home from the airport. Then we got back up on Christmas morning, got on a plane. And that, when we got on that plane on Christmas morning, my husband and I looked at us, our, each other, and we went, no. We're not doing this again. (laughs) So I think I think as a grown up, it is navigating those things. I think that's challenging for families to try and figure all that out. But you do, you figure it out. But that yeah, that was my probably one of my first grown up Christmas experiences. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Anthony, what are some traditions that you've started to establish as an adult?
3: Um, And I well. Like I said, we didn't really have traditions, and I and I don't think Leah's family really ever did either, um, but I know the one thing that we started last year, which has been a lot of fun, so I'll, I'll share that one, um, is the six of us, because Leah's parents and the four of us, we all live together, is we just, we go out one night, we draw names, which is, you know, the kids can't drive, so it's like somebody is... The kids are with somebody too, but we're trying not to share the names, but we all draw names and we say, you have $20, you can do a gag gift, you can do whatever, try to just shop out and we say, you got like two hours and we just run all over town and then we we come back and we have this moment of secrecy, like you're still trying to guess who got you the gift and everybody's excited, but it sounds simple, but it was a lot of fun to us um, just because just because it was, but I don't know. It's a new tradition we've started. We're looking forward to it (laughs) this year, but yeah, we don't, I don't know. We just, neither side really had many traditions and, you know, I don't know. I don't know why not, but we didn't.
1: Kristen, what makes the holidays difficult as an adult?
4: Um, I think just managing expectations. Um, I always think, (laughs) amen. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think, of what my dad always said, that the holidays are the great magnifier. The good is better, and the bad is much worse around the holidays. And I think that, you know, you can get caught up in all of the emotions of Christmas, which are typically pretty extreme, pretty intense highs and lows, and just get, you know, kind of kind of carried away. And, um, you know, and then something happens, somebody you know, isn't on time, or, you know, a miserable failure with a gift, and it's, Christmas is ruined. You know what I mean? Um, I had my mom tell me one year that Christmas was canceled, Um, but that's a whole nother story that is very, very exciting. I don't want to tell that story. It's very incriminating,
1: but basically... Go ahead. I think we got a little bit of time. I did did
4: invite the queen mom to be a part of this discussion, and she could have told it herself, but... Um, Basically, I was like 15 and a smart aleck. Okay, yep, I was. And we were decorating the tree on San Mateo Drive, and I was goofing off, and I dropped an ornament, and I didn't know it was glass until I dropped it, and it shattered all over. Um, And I said in my 15-year-old way, well, it was ugly anyway. To which my mother said, that was a Christopher Radko hand-blown ornament you just shattered. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> go to your room and do not come back. Yeah. And so, awesome. so <laughs> way to go. Way to go, Gene, is what my dad probably said. <laughs> But anyways, my sister still, like, take that over my head and say, Christmas is canceled for you. So, anyway. What were you... What was I saying? What were we doing? It's perfect. I
3: don't What's remember. What's happening?
4: I'm so sorry. But
1: great. But there you go. Um, what makes... The holidays difficult as an adult
4: just okay, so yeah. we were talking about expectations, yeah. so you know obviously we were feeling all those feelings, emotions were really high and wonderful, and then I acted like a jerk and we plummeted into the depths very quickly and I think that is a perfect example of how we do have to rein in our expectations i mean i I think it's good to have great expectations, but I think to realize in those tense moments of you know someone is you know, said something really inappropriate, you know, at the party or whatever, we just realize, okay, we're all still who we are, you know, we're not in a Hallmark movie, um, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna struggle through these maybe tense moments or unexpected moments, and I think just having that awareness of reigning in your expectations, even with your own yeah. children, um, maybe their lack of appreciation, um, their lack of reaction, Um, I know my dad would always tell us at least once every year, you know what you're getting for Christmas, a rock and a stick because that's all you deserve, you know? (laughs) Um, but just, you know, you can feel the intensity, especially at Christmas time. Like you don't even appreciate anything. So Christmas is canceled, but anyway,
1: expectations. So speaking of expectations, Anthony, what's the best gift you've ever received?
3: Kid or adult doesn't matter.
1: As an adult, we'll go with an oh,
3: adult. I was gonna lean towards. Or kid. as a kid. Okay, we'll yeah. Go, let's okay, go
1: let's go with, I with that. I don't want to create it's just too the one many thing. awkward moments here. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I I remember one Christmas as a kid back at the same house. I keep referencing. I think that's where when I processed my childhood. That's where that's the house I lived in the longest when I was a kid. And Christmas was like over. All the gifts and stuff were opened, and I just remember. Beej and Island, when we would wake up, you would love, you didn't want mom and dad to put all the gifts out the night before. You know, you liked walking out and then, you know, then being there from, or, I mean, or the whole tree getting put up <laughs> the, the night before. Wow. Um,
1: Speaking of expectations. Yeah.
3: Boy, oh boy. In the Miller house. Um, so, but one time it was all over and, and then, you know, my mom and dad started playing that. I think there's one more. Like, oh, is there? And then, like, we're like looking, like we're looking around, like I don't see one more. And like I had them all counted. And so then my dad <laughs> goes out to the garage, and you're thinking, what, what's in the garage? And he come, uh, he comes strolling into the house with two brand new dirt bikes. And so that was Ooh, like,
1: yeah.
0: I mean,
3: it was one of the, in terms of expectations, it was yeah. nowhere on our radar. We hadn't asked for anything like that. And Does I just Keegan remember. Know this story? No, he does. He doesn't know how to watch these. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, no problem. He's got a bike. He's good. Yeah. So that was that's one that I, I really remember. So it's it a good awesome. time.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I won't ask for a show of hands, but I would guess there are a few of you who've received a gift from Diana Reed at some point you know, over the years. You are an amazing gift giver. Yes. If you, people don't know that, mm-hmm. uh, you have to get to know her well. She'll give you a gift. Well, we got a long line. But. Uh, <laughs> So so you both expressed the idea that you know as you get older get into the you know the years you're more you're more excited about giving the gift and watching the expressions having those surprise moments what is one of the your favorite gifts you've ever given mm-hmm. Ooh, wow that's a big question Marcus would you like to <laughs> say anything there <laughs> That you enjoyed giving the most?
2: I think we go for gut wrenching tears and heart Mm. at Christmas. Nice. (laughs) Come up with a gift that's going to make somebody cry. (laughs) 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 That sounds horrible, but I do, I like meaningful things, you know. Um, Last year, uh, knowing that Marcus was going into the ministry, I gave him Mark's Bible. You know, things like that, to me, are the most important things, you know. I received gifts like that that were, didn't really, you know, they just had meaning attached to them. And that, I think that's, that's what does it for me. A picture in a frame of some moment that was so special. And that's, you know, that's it, you know. I don't know, I think that's it, but we always look for something that's like, Mm, this is gonna. I look for that one moment. I, it depends on who it is, but it's like we're gonna get you this Christmas. <laughs> <So. Nice. laughs>
1: yes, and you, you've excelled at that. So um, we'll start with Kristen here on what advice would you give young parents <clears throat> about the holidays? So lower your expectations. It is lower your expectation.
4: I think of yourself and just, um, you know, I think when you get to that moment, you've always wanted. you, you know, you've waited your whole life to have a family, decorate a home, decorate a Christmas tree, um, you know, and maybe your budget isn't what your parents budget was. Um, your home isn't like the home you grew up in all, all of those things, um, But, you know, I I think about some situations, even with Precious Emma, we were in Columbus when she was born, and we tried to go uh, to Canton, to Cincinnati, and somehow she was supposed to have a good time, Um, and that didn't go well, I think she got sick at Christmas because we were just exhausting her and ourselves, you know, so I would just say You know, I I think it's a great opportunity to establish traditions. But I think you can um, you can be thoughtful and proactive in ways that just kind of guard your sanity um, and your private family time. I think the sooner you establish whatever those boundaries, uh, whatever you want them to be, um, the better. And so like you, after that first Christmas, I said never again we are not going to be miserable on Christmas. It's only once a year. I'm not going to miss it, you know. Um, so I would just say managing your expectations of yourself and what you can do, um, even in terms of your schedule, not just your finances, I think is, is very important.
1: So Anthony, you do a lot of premarital counseling and do some marriage class type stuff with Leah. What would you say to newlywed People who maybe don't have kids, but how do you, what advice would you give them during the holidays?
3: Um, Maybe it parallels a little bit what Kristen started to say, but I, and maybe it sounds simple, but I think because you have so much flexibility at first, and I'm leaning this way because I know a lot of newlyweds sit over here on this side, but um, it's easy to find yourself. I think one Thanksgiving, we went to like five homes. And it was like, this is crazy. You know, my mom had remarried and they were having to, it was her family's, ha- I mean, it, we were just everywhere going to all these homes. But I think to, um, no matter which holiday or during the holiday season, try to find uh, like time for just the two of you, like plan something and maybe it doesn't have to be on the day of, or or even if it is the day of, even if it's just a gift you got each other, uh, simply having a moment, just the two of you, like finding moments with just The two of you before the crazy or or trying to find balance. Uh I know that's what I speak about a lot. I live in a lot of balance that trying to find balance to your life. Um thank you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Got the mic. (laughs) Lightning. Um so I think just trying to find those moments in time, just for the two of you, because as life keeps going, kids, everything, you're you're not going to get those moments and some of that time back or you're waiting for a while for it.
1: Yeah, and and I know every situation is different. Everybody's scenario is different. But Sister Reed, you went through a difficult season in your life where you lost your husband. You went from being married to being single and being a single mother. Uh, What advice would you give a single mother or a single person As they navigate the holidays, what should they be thinking about?
2: Well, lower expectations. (laughs) I think it's hard to do it all when you're a single parent. It's a lot to try and do it all. Um, But I think, for me, it's to be intentional about bringing people into our lives to fill the holes um, you know, sometimes you're waiting, hoping for an invitation. I hope this works out. I hope we have a good holiday. But the holidays that have been the best for us of when, I, when I've gotten a plan and said, you know what, we're going to fill our home with people. We're going to fill our lives with relationships and people that matter to us. I know it doesn't look exactly like everybody else's family, but this is how we're going to do family. And that's been very meaningful for us. And um And also, I just want to say, after being a single mom now for many years more than 20 years um that if you ever feel to help out a single mom just do it um you know if the lord lays the single mom on your heart bless them um or a single dad uh, some of the greatest blessings we've ever received have come from the calvary church and someone who you know probably didn't know what was going on. And I always tried to put up a good face, but they would come and say, Hey, I'd like to bless your family. You just don't know. You have no idea what that means. And so I think if you think they probably need something, they probably do. (laughs) So if you feel to help somebody, you should do it. And it will be a very meaningful thing for you and for them. So, yeah.
1: And, and now you've navigated, you have adult children. Uh, How do you navigate that, as a parent of adult children, how is it?
2: I guess I'm the only one up here with adult children. You are? <laughs> well, let me see where my kids are. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. I don't know that I have it down yet. But um, respecting them, you know, trying to figure out what makes them happy and what they want Christmas to be. And respecting that, it's not about all tra- trying to control all of that anymore, driving all of it. But trying to come together as a family and say what what works for you, what blesses you. Um, and try and find out, you know, what they need or want, and be specific about those gifts. And you know, I don't know, create fun times to be together. It's harder when the kids get older because they've got their own lives. So finding those fun times and everything, you have to be intentional, but.
1: All right as we kind of wrap up a little bit here tonight I'll let each of you kind of speak towards this any advice that you'd give Calvary Church members navigating Christmas at Calvary or just uh kind of as they handle Christmas in general one of the questions that I had and maybe we can ha- I'll have you the answer this is do you grow spiritually during the holidays if so, how?
4: Why are you asking me this? I don't know. <clears throat>
1: Pastor
4: Ellis, I don't I feel like to ask you. Do know? you're asking all the questions tonight, yeah, but you if, could answer. Yes, it's if, time to you, turn. Do you want to answer that?
1: Do you grow spiritually? If you do, how? If not,
4: <laughs> if I don't, why do you it's your think fault. That,
1: right? Why do you think <laughs> that is? That's all I wanted to know. Yes. Yes.
2: Hmm.
4: <laughs> so much. Rain it mm. in. Okay. Um, I, to be, to be honest, I think if you do grow spiritually, it's going to be because you were intentional about it. Um, I've, uh, tried to find a a devotional in the past or some type of Advent experience either for me personally or to share with the girls. Um, because I feel like you, you want to do it, but the calendar fills up quickly and, you know, for all of our best laid plans, we just don't have enough time, especially at Christmas time. And so I I would just say whatever you can do, um, do something. Even if you don't finish the book, even if you miss a few days on the calendar, I think any effort we make is meaningful and important. And I think an important, um, just an expression of appreciation to the Lord, um, especially At this time of year, Um, can I answer the TCC question Mm -hmm. too? Um, I would say whether you're new or you're not new to Calvary, I would encourage you to really embrace this Sunday. Our mission service is, is, I believe, at the heart of, of who Calvary is and has always been. And if so, you can just allow yourself to... To um, you know, be sensitive to the Lord in terms of what you should give, and and just show love and appreciation to these wonderful people that are coming in December to be with us, Brother Woodward and the Andersons. Um, I I know it's a very rewarding, fulfilling experience. I think it's a great pause for us um, as TCC members. Um, I know it's hard having these special services in December, but I always find it's a good reset button for me personally to make sure that I prioritize what's important to the Lord, especially at this time of year.
1: Yeah. So how about you, Sister Reed, you know, as you're thinking about growing spiritually, trying to maintain that? Is there anything else you want to add to what she said?
2: I think pretty much the same thing. We've tried to always prioritize church attendance which isn't easy in December, but as a family, if there were services planned, we always tried to make that a priority. And, you know, even close to Christmas Day or whatever, you know what I'm saying, however, how Christmas fell, we're like, no, we're going to set some time aside for God here. And I've always been glad we did that. I I just saw a suggestion to read one chapter of the book of Luke every day from today through and you'll finish it right before Christmas, and that's what I'm doing this year. You know, just trying to, like you said, find something to be intentional and 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 keep the main thing the main thing when it's hard. But that, yeah, yeah, that's all. So,
3: yeah. hey, um, I'll try to say something different. Then um, those are both very really good. Um, I I guess as they're saying that, I'm thinking through the holidays, even from you mentioned the radio, the the Christmas songs and, and different things that, you know, the, that the holiday brings is I feel like as it, as the holiday is coming and we've, we've got all these different things on the calendar and families come in and different things, I feel like I'm seeking for peace and rest. Like, and I, I feel like I find that as everybody else is kind of letting their guard down too like families are getting together to relax. Um, we're giving gifts, the what was this? There was this, the song radio, uh, the one Noel, like come and see, you oh, yeah. know, and it was just like, I was just at peace listening to that while I was driving. I'm like this, that's one thing that this season or the holidays brings for me. And I feel like then I'm seeking that as I begin to feel it. And I'm just like, I'm looking for rest and I'm, I'm looking for peace. And I find that through the two things of the savior's birth and through the the family and just what the carnal part that the holiday (laughs) brings, but that things are supposed to be and we're trying to slow things down and everybody is just looking to get together. It's not always about work. It's not always about business. It's not about a birthday party. It's like we're getting together just to hang out and we're trying to catch up with people and play a board game. Okay. All right. Um, so yes, that's my answer.
1: Yeah. And I, I do think you mentioned those two things to me. That's, that's the, real power of the holiday right it's holiday means holy day and these these this time is meant to be a holy time where obviously we reflect on Christ but I think you bring up some great points is that you know it's meant to be a season of rest in some way and to find that in God of course and to find it in your relationships, whether they're biological family or whether it's the family of Christ or people you've brought into your life as close. The only thing I would add, where you know I find great fulfillment, and I think our church seeks to do this, is you know helping people in the community who we know may be going through something. Whether we did the Thanksgiving project where we gave families in the commu- a meal in the community. Or we're doing uh, Springdale Offering Support where we're buying gifts for families in the Springdale area. Or just looking, Serve City I know does a special deal with Stephen, Karen, Robin. They lead that. And there's different opportunities where, you know, like Kristen was mentioning, you you have the high highs. But you also know there's the low lows. And there's so many people around us who are experiencing the low low. They look it's like they're looking in the glass at... You know, the Hallmark family gathered around the tree, and that's not them. them. They don't have the money. They don't have the resources. And so we can't fix that. We can't solve that. But I think if, you know, it's always, uh, I think, fulfilling when you're able to give to somebody who you know has no expectation or capacity to give back. And uh, I think that's what's beautiful about the holidays and can be very Meaningful, and so uh, obviously we all have, you know, our our fun experiences, our challenging experiences. But my prayer is that the holidays don't just become a daze and a haze uh, in our lives, but that it can be done with intentionality. There is going to be just natural stress that comes with who you who you're going with, who are you going to be in the room with, who's going to be in the room this holiday season. And uh, that adds stress, but I think the Lord can give us grace for that, and I think it's a very meaningful time, a great opportunity for us to be Christians and to be the light of the world uh, to those around us, especially our family. So uh, I'll close tonight with prayer, and I pray that God... Uh, really, open some doors for each of us during these holidays. You get to interact with people you wouldn 't normally get to interact with, even those in your job you're you 're getting opportunities to talk to people in environments that might open a door. Uh, just thankful for the open doors that. Uh, God provides during this season, and I pray for God's grace for you. I want to pray for you. Lord, we thank you for tonight. I thank you, God, for this opportunity tonight to just reflect on, on what it means to celebrate the holidays. Lord, each of us do it so different. God, we have our own perspectives. We have our own experiences that we grew up with, and even now as adults, Lord, that we're crafting and forming. God, there are aunts and uncles in this room who are going to see nieces and nephews that they don't see but maybe once or twice a year. Pray you'd give them grace for that moment. I pray for grandparents who are in this room tonight, Lord, who have the opportunity to just show love and light to not only their children but their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren. I pray for your young parents, Lord, as they navigate the challenges and struggles of trying to maintain God's expectations but also trying to to just have a great family experience. I pray that you would help them find what is most meaningful and most important for them. I pray for those who are single tonight. I pray that you would just give them a special grace for these holidays, Lord, as they navigate their relationships and who they're going to interact with during the holidays. I pray, God, that they would find meaning in it, that it wouldn't just be a time where they just look on the sidelines, but they would find an opportunity to bless those around them and to find meaning in relationships. We thank you, God, for what this season brings. We thank you for what it means to us, Lord, that your coming allowed us to find redemption and allowed us to find salvation. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the gift uh, of the Spirit, Lord, in this time, Lord, that you did not leave us comfortless, but, but, Lord, you came to us to be a gift and a light to us. I thank you for this church and what we're going to do this season and in December, Lord. I pray that you would just use us in a great way. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com